0: This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Hi FM, I'm Benji Shulman and this is the New Blue Review. Now, if you cast back your mind to a few months ago, uh, when the country was very, very focused on the issue of uh, sexual assault, of rape, uh, uh, gender-based violence in general, and there was a protest, a vigil outside of parliament, If you watch those proceedings, you will have seen someone who was uh, rather gracefully making sure that everything worked uh, And she was actually the organizer of of the event And uh, we thought we would get her on the show to find out the work that she's been doing uh, in this particular field And uh, how it was that she got involved Her name is Nicole Merkin, welcome to the show
1: Hi Benji, thank you so much for having me
0: Thank you so much for being on the show, Nicole. Uh, let's start off with the the vigil outside of Parliament, which produced all of these social media imageries, uh, pictures of the president, etc. What inspired you to actually uh, start with that process?
1: Well, in South Africa, we have a lot of people who, when in anger and when saddened by the things that we're faced with as South Africans, we we often resort to violent protest and to, you know, kind of, trying to speak in the loudest way possible to get the government to hear us out. And when it came to the numerous murders and rapes that surfaced in the media that week, I just thought there's got to be a different way to bring all South Africans together in a way that doesn't incite violence, in a way that doesn't um, you know, ensure that anyone gets injured, but to rather bring people together to mourn and to pay respects for the, those that we have lost. So that was essentially the main idea behind the convention at Parliament.
0: Now, it didn't come out of the blue. You've been working on this problem uh, for quite a long time. You're the founder of an organization called Fight Back South Africa. Tell us a little bit about what you do uh, to try and play your bit in, in, in solving this problem.
1: So Fight Back SA was an idea that I came up with in January this year. So it's been in the pipelines for a very, very long time. We spent the first six months of this year basically just getting all of our legal things together, all the paperwork, the branding. And uh, the idea was to just create a platform through which we could provide free self-defense classes to women in the most crime-ridden areas, in the most underprivileged areas, those um, most at risk. So that was conceptualized over the first six months of this year and we launched on the 30th of June 2019 and then just started rolling out workshops, free workshops across the Western Cape.
0: We're talking to Nicole Merkin, founder of Fight Back SA. If you want to ask any questions, by the way, you can SMS us 34519 if you have any questions for Nicole and the work that she does. Nicole, what has been the reception to these workshops? How have people... Uh, received them, And what do they do in a workshop like this?
1: So we essentially provide the most aggressive form of self-defense you can learn, I think, in the whole of South Africa at the moment. We don't teach silly little moves um, such as poking someone's eyes out or just elbowing them in the stomach. We really teach women how to get out of very, very difficult situations. So if you come to Fight Back SA class, um, you will experience a workshop based on the principles of Krav Maga. And we will teach women how to get out of a chokehold if they are lying on the floor. So those are the kind of things that we teach. And we've had an incredible amount of feedback, very, very positive feedback from everyone who's done the workshops. I mean, it's so empowering and and fulfilling to finish a workshop and have a 14-year-old girl come up to you and say, Thank you. I no longer feel like I have to be a victim anymore. And you don't know what that girl's gone through. But knowing that you've given her the skills to stop whatever is happening to her – is, is incredibly rewarding.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine that it must be. But if, if you're going to be working in the poorest parts of uh, the Western Cape, that must be quite a, a challenge. I mean, uh, they're hard to get to. They're quite rough. What has that been like?
1: So that has been quite difficult, specifically from a security point of view, you know. Um, we're asking people to volunteer to become our trainers and to then head out into some of the highest murder rate capitals in South Africa to go and teach these classes. But you'd 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 find that people are quite resilient and they're quite keen to get involved actually. We do often have people that sponsor our security. So we have chase vehicles that drive with us into these areas, particularly with Lavender Hill and Delft. Which are quite, quite dangerous areas. And we often do our workshops on the second floor of um, any given safe space or building just to limit the potential to have any stray bullets strike anyone during the process. So it's quite an interesting And, uh, hectic reality going into these areas and doing these kind of things.
0: I mean, I take it that the stray bullets are not coming from your classes. They're coming from outside.
1: No! (laughs) Absolutely not. Obviously it, it has to do with the, with the circumstances and the environments and the areas that these, these girls are living in. But it's, that is, that is the reality. When we go into these areas, we have to use the second floor of a building because of stray bullets. It's, that's, that's the lived everyday reality for these young women
0: and are the classes exclusively focused on women i mean do you have young men joining in as well or do you try and limit it because of who you're trying to target
1: so we are limiting it to the most vulnerable uh, members of our society we've done the research and we've we're specifically trying to target the group that is most affected by sexual violence uh, in south africa we will be rolling out something for men in the near future. We're looking at doing positive masculinity classes and consent classes um, in schools in the Western Cape and in Gauteng as well, hopefully. But for now, we're just keeping it to women. The classes are also very hands-on. So it's much more comfortable for women to be paired with one another as opposed to being paired with a, a man that they perhaps don't know.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that. I was going to ask the next question, actually. You, you sort of half answered it. The... <laughs> You know, I understand, you know, the importance of self-defense for girls and especially in those sorts of environments. But if you read some of uh, maybe the feminist literature, people saying, well, why are you empowering girls in this way? Uh, you know, why are we putting the focus on women? Shouldn't we uh, be educating men not to be violent, not getting women to defend themselves from violent men? What's your take on that kind of approach to this issue?
1: So I have very strong feelings with those kind of arguments and those kind of sentiments. I understand that we need to educate men and that there is a huge cultural change and shift that needs to occur in South Africa. But unfortunately, that education is going to take a long time. So we're just one organization of many that are trying to change uh, these circumstances. And even if every single organization concerned with gender-based violence tried to focus on the education of men and in this culture shift that needs to change and in this rape culture shift that we need to establish in South Africa, it would still take us years to get to all the generations. Now, my concern is what happens to the women during that time So by providing women with the skills they need to defend themselves, you are immediately empowering the women and preventing the statistics from increasing. It provides an immediate measure to change the outcome of the current situation. So that is why I believe that it is so fundamentally important to teach all the women in these areas these skills.
0: Indeed, uh, absolutely crucial work, I would say, uh, given the the current circumstances. We're talking to Nicole Merkin today, founder of the Fight Back organization. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back just after this. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. Talking today to Nicole Merkin, founder of the Fight Back organization. Now, Nicole, we we started talking before the break a little bit about uh, some of the things that are can be done and should be done to, to start solving this problem. You're an NGO, obviously, You know your, your ability is to the people on the ground, but you're seeing firsthand what's been going on. If you were made premier of the day uh, or president for the day or the week or the month, what would you start to look at? What do you think we need to do at a policy uh, platform, at a, a governmental la- platform uh, to start seeing some changes as well in, in, in this uh, field, this area?
1: Sure, if I had some kind of parliamentary authority or some kind of legislative authority, the first thing I would do is change our education system. I would, I would implement changes to the life orientation curriculum, to any kind of subject in private or government schooling that looks at consent and positive masculinity. To me, that is the, one of the the biggest areas where we see things are going wrong is in, you know, raising our our young men to understand that women need to be respected, they they need to be um, protected as well I think men play a very big role in protecting a woman and in preventing other men from causing harm to them and I think that, you know, a lot of our kids are growing up in, you know very, very adverse circumstances in gang-ridden communities, in, in homes filled with alcoholism, with drug abuse and if School doesn't teach them to respect their neighbors, to respect their women, to respect their sisters, to respect their moms. They don't have from where to draw on what is the kind of behavior that ensures women's rights are protected on a daily basis.
0: If you want to ask uh, Nicole Merkin any questions on 101.9 KFM, you can telegram us on 0618951019 or SMS us on 34519. Mm-hmm. Now, Nicole this kind of language, you know, masculinity and, uh, proper, you know, understanding male behavior, that sort of thing. I tend to find that in, in social media, it's, it tends to get a, a defensive reaction. Uh, people are not sure what it means, uh, although you've sort of outlined it quite nicely there, I think. Uh, is this something that you run into as well, that people are, are a little bit worried? What are you up to? Why, you know, why are you doing this? What, you, that, that kind of, uh, defensive behavior from men?
1: So we haven't necessarily from our side, but I think that's because we put a lot of effort into all of our communications from our non-profit. We always ensure that we use words that include men in our project, that include the role of men in the protection of women. I think Fight Back SA has to be one of the few organizations I know that actually enshrines the role that men should be playing in protecting women's rights. I think, you know, um, a few people might get upset in hearing this, but, you know, men are the stronger gender. And I think that there's something beautiful in in recognizing the wonderful, wonderful and nurturing role that men can play in ensuring the protection of women's rights. So we're very careful with all of our comms. And uh, we actually have found that it's been men that have been wanting to join our group of trainers and have been wanting to get so, so badly involved with what we're doing.
0: Now, what has been the extent of your work so far? So obviously you haven't been around that long, I mean a few months. Uh, you know, how often are you going out? When do these sorts of classes happen? How many volunteers have you managed to pick up?
1: So, we have six core trainers at the moment who we use on a rotational basis to do workshops every weekend. Now, every single person that volunteers or works for Fightback SA still has a full-time job. So I still have a full-time job. I'm busy doing this interview from the office right now. <laughs> and every volunteer, every core trainer also is either studying full-time or, or working full-time or part-time. Um, as for volunteers, we have a network of about 30 to 40 uh, volunteers that will regularly help us with any events that are larger than 100 to 150 people and we try to get to do workshops every single weekend at the moment our reach has extended from Mitchells Plain to Lavender Hill, Cape Flats, Delft, Blue Downs, Easter River. Uh we're going to hopefully be able to extend more into the rural areas now. We've got some some wonderful funds coming in from the gun run which we we really really appreciate from the Natora Foundation. And with that, we're hopefully going to be able to extend to the areas where women don't even have the SAP's recourse, you know. They have to travel 100 kilometers to get to the nearest police station. So, so that's where we're at at the moment and just looking to grow and hopefully expand to every single province.
0: How do you find your relationship with the police? Uh, is, there, is, is there work that you do with them? Is, is that part of the, the role that you play?
1: Yes. So we've had several meetings with police commissioners, particularly the ones in the Western Cape, and, uh, it's left much to be desired, unfortunately. I actually left one of our meetings with the police commissioner about two hours before the meeting ended, because I just didn't think that much was going to come from it. The police are unfortunately heavily inundated. They're under-resourced. They're understaffed. There are so many issues within SAPs alone that to try and target gender-based violence through SAPs and, and hope that something effective is going to come from that quickly, is a bit, unfortunately, unrealistic given the South African circumstance. So, with regards to that question you asked me earlier, if I was in any kind of legislative uh, power, I would probably also spend a lot more time and put down a lot more money towards SAPs. Because if we could truly empower our men and women in blue, I mean, we could also begin to see change so much faster
0: yeah absolutely it's uh, i'm sure a crucial part of of trying to to fix this particular puzzle um nicole i'm sure that there are people listening up here in joburg who would like to know a uh, when you're coming up here uh and b what is what they can do to help
1: so we will hopefully be coming through to joburg to start some workshops there in december and january So that's quite exciting. We do have a network of volunteers and people that have already put their names down to roll out what we have down here in Gauteng, which is absolutely wonderful. And if anyone wants to get involved, I'd encourage you to visit any of our social media pages or our website, which is fightbacksa.com. Super simple, easy to remember. You'll find all the links to our social media pages there. You'll get to see what we're doing every weekend, where we're doing the workshops, who we're doing them with. You'll get to see the photos, the videos, and then um, you can send us an email, pop us a message, uh, let us know how you'd like to get involved. If you want to donate, we've got we're we're an official Snap SnapScan merchant now as well. So our SnapScan is available on our website, as well as our banking details if you want to donate. So lots of different ways to get involved, and we encourage it. The more people that get involved in this, the better.
0: Well, there you go. Nicole Merkin from Fight Back South Africa. Please keep up the good work, and thank you so much for joining us on the New Blue Review.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure.
0: There we go. Nicole Merkin there doing some good work on gender based violence. Now, the South African Jewish Board of Deputies invites you to attend its national conference, taking place on Sunday, the tenth of November at Houghton Hotel from four PM. Distinguished panel consisting of Dr. Rule Causer, Robbie Brosen, Professor Adam Habib, Mary Klug, and Judge David Unterhalter will focus on the theme, South Africa Unpacking Reality. Awards will be presented to those who have contributed to our community with a special tribute to Johnny Clegg. RSVP is essential via the SAJBD website, www.sajbd.org-events. We'll be back just after this.